Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. My name is Kendall, and I'm a third year student at UVA. My name is Camille, and I'm also a third year at UVA, and I'm Kendall's roommate and uh, spouse. Correct. Okay. <laughs> We've got a really fun case for you today. <laughs> Anyways, all right, with that, we're going to get started. That's the case. Okay. <clears throat> so, the case is the Hinterkaifeck murders. Oh, what? Hinterkaifeck. Walk me through that pronunciation. <laughs> I am butchering the pronunciation. <laughs> I'd like the record to show this is in German. And I am not German. <laughs> Hinter. Hinter. Kai. Kai. Feck. Feck. Yes. Hinterkaifeck. Hinterkaifeck. To my knowledge, that is how it is said. I did listen to some pronunciations before this. And that's what I thought they were saying. <laughs> my German ancestors are telling me that it's right. So Perfect. I believe in it. See, my German ancestors are frowning down upon me. Oh, no. That's okay. <laughs> not the familiar Because guilt. just you wait until we get into the other names that I will not be able to pronounce. I'm so excited. Okay, so we've got the Hinterkaifeck murders. Um, yeah, and you know nothing about this case. I, I don't know shit. Okay. I'm blind. So I figured how we would do this is I'm going to walk you through the case as if you were... A police detective. And then at the you end... You to solve it? And I'm going to ask you who did it. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Are you ready? I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're going to start with some background then. Okay, first of all, so Hinterkaifeck is a farm. It's um, got a house and a barn, and it's near the woods. Okay, it's in Bavaria, Germany, which... if Okay... <laughs> That's how I think of Germany. It looks kind of like a mushroom to me, okay? It absolutely kind of does. No, now that you say it, it looks right? just like a it's mushroom. It's a mushroom, okay? Yeah. So, uh, this place is in the stem of the mushroom. Ooh. Okay. Southern Germany. Southern Germany. It's like 43 miles north of Munich, okay? And, um, so yeah, they had cows, and it was very close to the woods. Okay? You mentioned the woods a lot, and I gotta say... I think that's traditionally, like, not a good thing. The woods be important. That's oh, all I'm going to say. Oh, no. <laughs> all right, I'm going to introduce you to the family. I'm so excited. Yep, this is your family now. My family? As you solve their murders. Oh, and my God. Bends I'm their death. so excited. <laughs> okay. Um, we have the patriarch of the family, whose name is Andreas. Andreas. Andreas Gruber. Gruber? <laughs> name a more German last name. Gruber. I can't. I There's really Gruber. can't. <laughs> okay, he was 63. <laughs> He was 63. 63, okay. Now old as fuck. <laughs> Just you wait. Oh, no. <laughs> we got his wife. Also a Gruber? Also a Gruber. <laughs> and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of her name. Uh, I think it's Kazelia. Kazelia? Yeah. Why does that make me think of, like, Amelia Kazelia? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a thing. Okay, move on. I think it might be fake. I might have made that up. <laughs> okay, get this, get this. She's 72. Oh. Oh, cougar. Uh Uh-huh. Cougar. (laughs) That's a cougar in the 1800s. I feel like that didn't happen. Nah. Kazilia out here wilding. Literally. Yeah. Are we sure that he was the patriarch or is she the matriarch? Uh, He's the patriarch. Oh. I hate to break to you. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. That's only about three minutes. This is crazy. Okay. (laughs) The next person living in the house was named Victoria, but with a K because she's special. She's not like other girls. And she's not a Gruber. She's not a Gruber? Anymore. She is Andrea's and Cazelia's daughter. Married. But she was married, so her last name is Gabriel, but she's currently a widow. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. She's 35, so she is fully an adult woman. Okay, okay. And living in the house with Victoria and her parents 
our victorious two children. We have Cazelia Jr. Who <laughs> 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 in my notes I kept referring to as young Cazelia. <laughs> but that implies that there's old Cazelia and I feel really bad about that. So She's in her 70s. I bet, I bet she aged gracefully. <laughs> so we've got Cazelia Jr. now. Nice. <laughs> uh, so that's Cazelia Gabriel. She was seven. Yep. And then we so have... It's like it's an important number and I'm so scared. We have baby Yosef. Yosef? Yosef. That's adorable. I know. Yosef Gabriel, who was two. Aww. Itty bitty. Yeah. Yeah. Are they gonna die? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Also living in the house, I'm about to give you some real trauma here. This is about to be PTSD. <clears throat> For we have, me? Mm-hmm. Maria. Get this. Baumgartner. Stop. <laughs> Stop. For context. Is this related to our high school chemistry <laughs> teacher? I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Her last name, her name is Baumgartner. Was- I saw that name pop up in, in when I was researching. Wait. Was our Baumgartner named or Karen? I think it was Okay, I also thought it was but I just like psyched myself into thinking it could have been Karen. I mean, she had strong Karen energy. She did. Maybe that's why I thought it was. Yeah. No, it was definitely Can I call this Baumgartner character throughout the rest of it? Well, her name is Maria. And I don't think that she Does has... Does she die? Yes. Okay, her ghost might get angry at me. So anyways, <laughs> Maria's 44. That was such a tangent. Okay. Wait, how is she related to the rest of this family? She's the maid. Oh, so they're like kind of rich. Or is that just like what people did in the 1800s? I feel like it's just kind of what the vibe was. Oh. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people had maids. Because they lived on a farm. It's not like they were like super well off. They were farmers. That's true, that's true. But they had like... But they had a maid. Okay. Had a maid. Um, and it was her first day on the job. That's so unfortunate. Her sister dropped her off, um, that, like, afternoon. Everything was fine, and then she died that night. Oh my god. At least, like, if you go into work one day, you can be like, at least my first day can't be as bad as her first day. Like, I'm probably gonna be alive at the end. That's true. true. Probably. (laughs) Okay. Um, so yeah. That's what you got. There's six people. They're living in their happy little house. It's a good time. Um, now, a side note about the property where they live. It's by the woods. It is by the woods. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, also, another side note. <laughs> it actually belonged to Victoria's dead husband, whose name is Carl. With oh. Because he's also not like other boys. He's so. not like other boys. <laughs> Well, they both had K's in their name, and they got married. So I feel like, you know. They were meant for each other. Yeah. Um, but then he died. So when Carl died, um, <laughs> she inherited the farm. Mm. And then I guess her par- parents moved in there and lived with her since now that she was a widow. Um, and Carl died in 1914 in France fighting in World War One, which is important. So keep that in mind. In France, World War One, 1914. 1914? We're building a timeline here. Do I have to, like, start writing down no, dates? No, 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 you okay. got this, you got this. You're solving, a, you're solving a murder right now. I feel like if I was a real police officer, I'd be writing stuff down. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I can always review facts if thank you forget you, Thank them. you, thank <clears> you. <throat> okay. Please bullet point 1914 for later, for me finding yeah, it later. Yeah, I'll put a pin in it. Okay, okay thanks. <laughs> for reference, I just poked the air. <laughs> it's okay. So, now my next bullet point um, is that I'm going to paint you a picture. <laughs> is that for real? Yeah. So, get this. Get this. The family lived near the woods. No, really. <laughs> okay, they lived near the woods, and they kept to themselves. They weren't very social. 
Okay. Oh. They lived in a really safe small town. Um, they went to church every Sunday. <clears throat> Cazelia Jr. attended school in town. And they seemed to know their neighbors pretty well. So, just your typical family. Just a little antisocial. But it's okay because they live near the woods. So they didn't really go out to town much. If you mention the woods one more time. <laughs> anyway, the woods are coming back. Oh, my God. Okay. So, I'm going to start by giving you the facts of the murder. And then I'm going to give you piece by piece what the police and the investigation found out. Okay. 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 So, the facts of the murder. They took place on March 31st in 1922. Okay, wait. So this is an old murder. And this is... Wait. 1914, 1922. That's an eight-year difference? <laughs> eight years after. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got yeah. it. It's locked. It's Kay. locked up there. This is eight years after Victoria's husband died. Um, so, Andreas Cazelia Sr., Victoria and Cazelia Jr. were murdered in the barn. Oh. Okay. Was it bad? We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, no. But Maria and baby Yosef were murdered in their bedrooms in the house. Maria's the maid. Mm-hmm. And baby Yosef is the two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. So, <clears throat> it was decided by police that the murderer or murderers lured the family members one by one to the barn so one at a time he took them out of their rooms which i think is very strange considering that you know andreas and Cazelia senior probably slept in the same room so yeah how would you even do that exactly he so he lured them one by one to the barn and then he murdered them with a pickaxe oh yeah and also some of the bodies that were in the barn shown showed some signs of strangulation now, Maria and baby Yosef had no signs of strangulation. Were all. they also killed by a pickaxe? Yes. Okay. They were also beaten to death with a pickaxe. Oh, my God. Um, so, most of the bodies uh, had multiple holes in their skulls, um, shattered jaws, you know, gaping wounds. Lots Basically, of bad stuff. not doing okay. Not doing okay. And um, most of the victims died instantly from their wounds. Like, first hit and they were done. Most? Unfortunately. Oh my god. Yeah, brace yourself. This uh, is, th- we should have probably done a violence warning. Um, yeah, brace yourself. Okay, Cazelia Jr., the seven-year-old, uh, survived for several hours after she was attacked. Um, and it's hypothesized that she died from shock and or being crushed. Um, and it's known that she survived because she had pulled out clumps of her own hair. Uh. Yes. Um, and so. I mean, it makes sense. Children compensate really well, Mm -hmm. like in terms of trauma, like better than adults. But like, that's a lot. And so I say that she might've been crushed to death because after the murderer murdered them, um, he then stacked their bodies one on top of the other and covered them in a bunch of hay in the barn. Like, to hide them? Mm-hmm. Or, okay. And so, she was somewhere in that pile. Still alive. Yeah. That's atrocious. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Okay. So, the discovery. Okay. <clears throat> it took four days for the bodies to be discovered. Who found them? We're getting to that. Oh, sorry. Calm down, I'm a nosy person. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, I'm going to give you all the information, okay? It's going to happen. Oh, my God. So, the murders happened on a Friday. Okay. So, Saturday, go- Saturday goes by. No stress. Sunday, keep in mind, I said the family goes to church every week. Oh, my God. The whole family didn't show up for church. People were like, that's kind of weird. Cazelia goes to school in town. She didn't show Monday. up on Monday or Tuesday to school. Ooh. And they were both unexcused absences. So then, the neighbor was like, this is concerning. Yeah. They didn't go to church. She wasn't at school. I'm going to go check on them. You know, and they kind of kept to themselves, so, you know, whatever. But church, school, that was weird. Those were, like, mm-hmm. the basics, I guess, for them. Yeah. And also, the mailman had noticed the mail was piling up in the mailbox. Mm. So, Lawrence Schlittenbauer. That was a beautiful pronunciation. Thank you. I bet 100% accurate. It was definitely 100% incorrect. <laughs> I just didn't know how to find pronunciations for most of these. So, <clears throat> on April 4th, he got his buddy, Michael Pohl, and his other buddy, Jacob Sigel. Don't question my uh, pronunciations. If anyone German ever listens to this, please accept my humblest apologies. And do, do not take it personally. No, take it personally, actually. <laughs> this is offensive to you. Okay. <laughs> So, they, Lawrence grabbed his buddies, Michael and Jacob, and decided to stop by and check on the family. Okay? Um, now, they found that the barn door was open when they got there. Sus. Then they went into the barn, and they noticed that the family members, the four, were stacked on top of each other and covered in the hay. And then, in the barn, they found a tunnel that connected the barn to the house. So it's not like this guy had lured them out of the house, across the thing, over to the barn. He just took them through a little tunnel and into the barn. Was this like a tunnel like the family would have installed? Or like, did he dig a tunnel? No, no. It was okay. like a pre-built tunnel. Okay, okay. And I, was, I think it was like an above-ground tunnel. I, was like, imagining, I think it was like a, uh, I was like a hallway A little, a little mole man moment? Mm, I don't think <laughs> so. I think it was more like an above-ground hallway that was referred to in the report as a tunnel. Okay, okay, this makes a lot more sense. I was I like, he already had the pickaxe, so like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so then, obviously, they called the police. Makes sense. Right. Right. Okay. Now, when the police showed up, you're about to get the investigation, right? This is what they discovered. Gonna put the clues together. Putting the clues together, okay? So, first, there's a bunch of information that comes from leading up to the murder, okay? So about a week prior to the murders, um, Andreas had noticed footsteps, it's snowy, Yeah, Bavaria in March, okay. He noticed footsteps leading from the woods, behind the house, toward the house. But there were no footsteps leading away from the house, back to the woods. Oh my god, the fact that I would set fire to everything. (laughs) Um, that would be my first response yeah so then but he didn't report them because he lived in a safe small town and he felt like it wasn't a big deal yeah. and you know he lived on a farm so there were people coming and going all the time And but he told his neighbors so that brings us to what the neighbors knew about everything mm. okay the neighbors were told about the footsteps leading to the house and then Andreas also told them that he had heard footsteps in the attic, but when he searched the attic, he didn't find anything. Um, 
he had found scratches around the lock to the tool shed, like someone had tried to break into it. Oh my god. Keep in mind, the tool shed is where the pickaxe was stored. Um, then there was a missing set of keys to the tool shed. The keys just went missing. And then there was a newspaper in his house that he had not purchased and no one else in the family had purchased. And he, he, he just, he kept existing yep. with his children in this house after all that? Yep. He searched the attic, didn't find anything. And then, yeah. I read one account that said that one of his neighbors had offered to lend him, like, a gun for protection, and he had declined it. So. I'm, I'm in shock. I, that's awful. That, no, no, I would just burn the house down. I think that would be my first response. It's probably the best one. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) I could not live in that house. No. I hear the house settling at night, like, creaking. And I'm thinking about moving. Like, I, no. I hear my cats walking around. I'm like, is that a murderer? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's my cats. And so it, it is a murderer. It is. But. <laughs> More background information. Oh, my God. The family had a previous maid named Krizenz. This woman has two Zs in her names. Nice. Like, Krizenz, and then her last name was Riker. Okay. And she had quit... The, the working at the farm six months prior to the murders get this because she was hearing voices footsteps and believed the house was haunted but the Grubers just wrote her off as crazy and let her leave oh my god oh my god so the investigators decided that the murderer had been living in the home with the Gruber family for six plus months before killing them that's atrocious. I, oh my god. That gives me such, like, heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. Like, how, like, how do you go six months with someone living in your house and you don't notice? And then, like, oh my god, that person kills you? And, like, oh my god, you see all the signs? Now, the next thing the investigators discovered was that the discovery took four days before the bodies were found. Because, for the whole weekend... There was still smoke coming out of the chimney. The animals around the farm were still being fed. The dog was tied up outside, and the cows were being milked. So the killer was still living in the house for several days, living a mundane farming life. Oh, my God. So when did he leave? Do you think, like, when the neighbors went to the barn? I don't know. I, I don't know if them showing up is what scared him off. Or if he left, he stayed a couple days and then he left to go murder more families. I have no idea. Oh my god. But yep. That's horrible. Mm Mm-hmm. Is this a solved case? (laughs) Oh my god, I hate that. Okay. (laughs) I can't tell you anything. You're gonna solve it. I believe in you. Oh no. I still don't have my notepad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, the next information you're gonna get is some more evidence. Okay. So the murder weapon, the pickaxe, had been stored in the tool shed that the keys to had gone missing. And that Um, had the scratches on it of someone trying to break in. Before the keys went missing. Oh my god. Um, And the murder weapon wasn't found until one year later when they found it in the attic. Did they not check over the course of that year? Apparently not. (laughs) 
What the fuck? If I was actually an investigator, I would have been up there. I mean, not like alone, and I would have had a gun, <laughs> but I would have been up there. Um, but also found in the attic were food scraps and a bunch of tiles that had been removed from the floor so that the person living in the attic could watch the family as they moved around the house. Uh, so for six plus uh, months, he was up there watching them. Everything they did. Yeah. Like, like tiles removed so like he could like peer down from the ceiling? Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. Yep. I thought you were going to check your closet a little extra tonight before you go to bed. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was up really late doing the research for this last night. This would give me nightmares. Alone. I simply would not sleep. At like two in the morning and I was like, well, <laughs> it's my time, I guess. Check, check my ceiling extra good. <laughs> okay. So the next bit of evidence uh, is kind of a lack of evidence because after all of the physical evidence was initially collected by the police, the neighbors all decided it would be a really great idea to burn down the house and destroy the farm a year later, that's in 1923. So silly, because that's exactly what I said they should do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great idea. Okay. <laughs> but any other evidence that could have been in there that the, they missed the first time is now officially gone. Okay, yes, but also... <laughs> Um, I think fire solves a lot of problems. <laughs> There's now a memorial that stands where the house used to be that is in honor of the family. Okay, that's good. Um, also, another side note that I found very interesting. So, fingerprinting was originally uh, started being used for crime cases in 1892. Um, did some research on that. And it was um, used in a case in Ar- Argentina, I believe. And um, so, after that... Um, it became pretty widely used in crime. So that was, like, 30 years previous to this. And guess what was not done at all? Fingerprinting. Yep. That's so silly of them. Mm-hmm. They were so silly goofy. <laughs> yep. Yep. Now, the other thing that was discovered when the police arrived was when the three neighbors went in to check on the family, a lot of things were moved. Bodies were moved, um... Crime scenes were just completely, you know, tampered with. Yeah. Um, other neighbors had show, showed up to check on the family and, like, see what had happened. Like, because it took the investigators a while to arrive. Um, so the crime scene was just absolutely destroyed. Like, so even if they had fingerprinted, there could have been hundreds of sets of fingerprints from who knows who. And if the murderer was someone who lived in town... Their fingerprints being in there could have just, they could have just said this, you know? It could have gotten mixed up with everybody else. So, that's kind of not their fault. And that's really unfortunate. I feel like you could have, like, fingerprinted the attic, though. I mean, they didn't go in the attic, so it wouldn't have mattered. (laughs) For all year or whatever. (laughs) But, yeah, they should have fingerprinted the attic, I agree. Or the murder weapon. Oh, literally. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, they had the murder weapon, and they just, they were like, oh, that's so silly. I... I mean, according to the reports that I read, no fingerprinting was done. My coworkers are not going to get good evaluations after this. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Okay, the next bit of information you get is the autopsy. Oh, no. Um, they were sent for autopsies that didn't really give much information. But then, their heads were removed and sent to clairvoyance in Munich to uh... unearth metaphysical clues about the murders. Uh, um, now, these 
Her voice failed to provide any useful information. No, really? That's <laughs> wild. And then proceeded to lose the heads. <laughs> Whose idea was this? <laughs> I don't know. I just... So uh, the bodies were buried without their heads. I'd be so The heads so have upset. still not been found. How do you lose a head? Like a human head. Six heads. How do you lose six human heads? I don't know. We'll get to that later. Also, who's like, let's decapitate <laughs> them and see if we can get thoughts? I... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna stop asking questions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now. We have some... Witness statements. Wait, that was all the evidence from the autopsy? Your <laughs> autopsy you evidence was... There was nothing really good in the autopsy, and we just lost the heads. You'll get more autopsy information in the suspect section. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some witnesses for you. <laughs> How do you feel? You feel like you, you got a good handle on this case? I have nothing. You've given me nothing. How am I supposed to solve this? All I have is 1914. I remembered it. <laughs> You're gonna need it later. Okay. So your first witnesses are good old Michael and Jacob. Who were two of of the three people who discovered the bodies. Oh, neighbors. Yes, neighbors. Buddies of Lauren's. Who's Lauren's? The third person who discovered the bodies. Oh my god, I forgot. He was like, hey buds, come on. (laughs) Okay, Okay. Okay. They testified that Lauren's was acting strangely and suspiciously in the crime scene. Oh. And that he was unnaturally calm and comfortable touching and moving the bodies. Ooh. He also had good knowledge about the layout of the house and that kind of stuff. Like, knowledge you would have if you watched from the attic for six yeah, months. Yeah, something like that. That's crazy. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. That's, that's what you've got so far. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Now, we've got some initial theories for you. I'm excited. The first of which was that it was a robbery gone wrong. Hell no. Mm-hmm. Like, just immediately yeah, no. They was- lived in the attic for six months. <laughs> That's no. That was quickly disproved <laughs> because nothing was taken, even though their money and jewels had been, like, in plain sight. Like, they were just sitting there, and nothing had been taken. So, robbery is a motive? Out the window. I could have told you that. I could have told you that immediately. <laughs> so that means this was either, like, just a killer or he had personal beef with the family yeah you got like some grade a weirdo living in the attic <laughs> yeah. it's just who's the grade a weirdo yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other theory um was that andreas the father had committed the murders and then killed himself now, how do you stack your own body in a pile of hay that makes no sense see that's yeah so the support for this case was that there were a lot of previous allegations uh, against him of domestic violence. Mm. Uh, apparently, he beat the children a lot. Aww. He beat his wife. He was a mean guy. Like, he Aww. was known for being bad. And apparently, some people were going to report him for it, but they figured that if they reported it, it was just going to make it worse for the kids, because he was just he was mean. So, bad guy, known for being violent. They were like, maybe he did it. Yeah. Um, now, the autopsy... It's back. <laughs> so fun. Um, this claim was quickly written off because the autopsy proved that it was not possible to inflict those wounds on oneself. Mm. However, I found this one website that firmly believes that Andreas is the guy that did it because he had less wounds. He only had one wound, whereas most other people had somewhere between like three and nine wounds. And that it was that 
that there are people that do believe that he did it. Okay, so, like, he gives himself, like, one good whack with the pickaxe, and then, like, he, like, stacks himself on top of other family members and puts hang on top of himself. bleeding out from his carotid artery, apparently. Uh, It makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) But I just wanted to give you that theory, because it was one that was, was out there. Wild. Okay. (laughs) Most, most people disagree with that. So, okay. Now we got a lot of suspects for you. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Because it was in this small town. Uh, over 100 people were interviewed as suspects. Oh, my God. In this case. <laughs> they basically just interviewed the whole town. <laughs> and Fair. they suspected everybody. <laughs> Honestly, I would, too. I would, too. Yeah. yeah. I'd be sleeping with one eye open for a hot minute oh, after absolutely. this case. Absolutely. We have a lot of suspects. We're gonna... Is one of them Lawrence? Yes. Okay. We're going to get to him later. Okay. Is it because he's more credible? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have a few... <laughs> I'll hear the crazy ones. Okay. So, we turn now to German Wikipedia. Nice. That is the source for this. Um, which, yes, I did have to translate. Um, I'm so glad you took German for the for this podcast. <laughs> oh. See, that would have been dedication. In hindsight, maybe I should have. But, no. Google Translate. Okay. So, take these Wikipedia results with a grain of salt. But also, it's a German Wikipedia, and I feel like that makes it more credible. So, I don't know why. That's what I I trust it. I trust it. It also had a lot more facts than the American Wikipedia. So, uh, yeah. The American Wikipedia, we are not using those facts. Because credibility. Uh, Fair, fair. I don't trust the Americans. I say this as an American, so. Yeah, but I trust the Germans. Yeah. 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 Okay. The first bunch we have are the Gump Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) And if that's not a funny name, then I don't know what is. Oh, we're getting into the notes. We're getting into the notes. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> I took too many notes. Ah. <laughs> I love it. Lots of research is done for this. Okay. So, we have the Gump Brothers. Names: Adolf. Never That's a bad sign. That's a bad sign. I'll tell bad you right star. there. And then Anton. Less of a bad sign, but still, but, okay, yeah. Right. He got a brother named Adolf. That, uh, yeah. Uh. Okay, so according to German Wikipedia, again, just clarifying, <clears throat> it's one of our less credible sources. <laughs> as early as April 9th, so five days after the discovery, okay, the chief inspector, George, had was looking for Adolf. Um, and a few other people. Um, they this group was part of the um, Freikorps Oberland, and I butchered that too. But I had to look up what this was because I was like, "What is this?" Um, they were a paramilitary organization in oh. Germany, um, voluntary, and they fought against communist and Polish insurgents. Oh. Yeah, so there were a few people connected to this group that the detectives were like, "Mm, let's bring them in. Yeah. 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 I see see the reasoning. (laughs) Some known violence in this group. Yeah, so they were looking, they were looking for Adolf because of that. Uh, I think that makes sense. Um, And there were apparently rumors that they had participated in a murder of nine farmers as part of this group somewhere else. Okay? Like communist farmers? I don't know. Just other farmer farmers. (laughs) In different parts of Germany. Um, and so, 
they were like, okay, you seem to be connected to these other murders. There's another murder. Yeah. That might work. I, I um, see I see what led them to this point. Yeah. And then their sister, uh, on her deathbed, claimed that they did it. So <laughs> the investigators were like, okay. Well. <laughs> apparently. Um, but before they could arrest Adolf, he died. And uh, they had to drop their charges against him and a- Anton because... That's convenient timing. Yeah, so that was so good. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know if like any of these people so far you said would like commit to the bit of living in the attic for six exactly. months. Exactly. Like, that's a special level. But see, you are the police investigator, so I'm just walking you through everyone that you've interrogated. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's you're 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 saving yeah. the real oddballs for later. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. The next we have these two brothers, the Bickler brothers. And a friend of theirs named George Siegel. It's another mm. Siegel. <laughs> it's like, I've heard this before. <laughs> um, so, the old maid, Krizenz, was the one who named these people as suspects. Oh. Mm-hmm. So she was claiming that it was uh, brothers Anton and Carl. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> another Anton and our third Carl. <laughs> She was claiming that it was them that had done it because Anton had helped the potato harvest like a few years ago or something, knew the premises, um, and he used to talk to her about the Gruber family and suggested that they ought to be dead. Oh my god. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> That's a little silly. <laughs> People don't seem to really like this family, um, <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Oh no. Um, yeah, there's a lot of family drama that's going to come. That's the layers of the onion. <laughs> this onion needs to stop having as many layers as it does. <laughs> She also was very strongly emphasizing that the farm dog who barked at everybody never barked at Anton. Oh, so, like, the dog wouldn't alert Mm -hmm. if someone came. So if he was just living in the attic, the dog would be like, oh, it's my buddy Anton. Yeah. That's a little suspicious. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she additionally, this was part of her hearing the voices, she reported speaking with a stranger through her window at night, who she believed was Carl, so the brother of Anton, and that they committed the murders with George Siegel. So she just thought she was talking to this man through her window every night. Mm-hmm. And she was like... Yeah. Okay. I... Uh. Um, People are making terrible decisions over the course of this. Yes. So George was lumped into this group because he had worked at Hinterkaifeck for a while. And is said to have known about their fortune. Apparently they had some amount of fortune. And it is also said that he had broken into their in November of 1920, so two years prior, Mm. when the family was out in the fields. And so he climbed in through an open window, stole some food um, and some clothes, and then he ran away into the forest. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) He got kind of lumped in with these two, and they were like, eh, they all did it. Um, And also George had testified that he had carved the handle of the pickaxe, like, just carved it out but that when he was working on the farm and that it had been kept in the passage to the barn like between the house and the barn and like that little tunnel thing yes Ooh. but apparently it was actually now in the tool shed i mean that makes sense so, I mean, yeah i don't know yeah, he just doesn't strike me as that type of crazy no, i don't think so these are all robbers these are yeah. not murderers yeah and like nothing went missing yeah i'm not convinced okay the next set we've got 
just more fun people for us to talk about. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> we've got this not guy named, oh no, it's two guys named the uh, Fowler brothers. Um, again, they were accused by the old maid, presents. Um, she was kind of going through it. She was accusing people. Right, I'm this is giving like uh, Salem witch trials. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they had already committed some burglaries in the area before this crime. Um, and oh, we got, yeah, another Yosef. <laughs> oh my god. Yosef Thaler is said to have often uh, stood outside her window at night. So at first she's claiming that it's this Carl guy that was outside her window talking to her one time. And now she's planning that Yosef used to stand out outside her window often, and then they would talk about the Gruber Gabriel families, but she wouldn't answer his questions. And then he would claim, like, that he knew where each person slept at night, and that they had a lot of money, and that they would hide their money in different places, and then he would leave. Um, and then she noticed that when he would leave, there'd be a second person, like, nearby, unknown in the distance, who so she assumed was the brother. I okay. Two points. Still, <laughs> nothing went missing, so I don't yeah, think it's any of these thieves. Exactly. The I think this old maid lady. They need to stop listening to her. She's just going through it. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, I every single person was outside my window, <laughs> I know. and I don't think she was that popular. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I. Um, correct. Okay, we have one more suspect. Lords. No. God damn it. No, this is one more. This is one more basic. Oh, uh, okay, okay. This guy's name is Paul Mueller. So, there's this guy. Why is that name so familiar? Well, you'll, you'll get to hear that in a minute. Oh, no. So, the author, Bill James, wrote a book named The Man from the Train. Is that ringing any bells? No. Okay. Which is, um, was a book about this guy named Paul Mueller who committed, um, the murder of a family in Massachusetts, and according, um, to the author, Bill James, he killed dozens of other victims um, that he was trying to link all these murders to this Paul Mueller guy. So this um, is like a real guy in yes, a real case. Yeah. Um, due to similarities between different cases, mm. right? So Mueller had done a lot of crimes in the United States, including the slaughter of an entire family in their isolated home using the blunt edge of a farm tool. Sounds, that's, sounds familiar? That's a little, a yeah. little similar. And there seemed to be no robbery in this other murder. Um, was so, he in Germany in 1914, well, though? James suspects that Mueller, who was a German immigrant, might have departed from the U.S. for his homeland after the private investigators had, you know, begun to kind of catch on mm. to him and publicize the patterns in family murders across state lines following the 1912 murder of two families in Colorado and then another murder in Kansas very shortly after. So they're saying, this man made his way through the States. He was committing all these murders. People started connecting them, and he fled back to Germany and then killed this family. I think I think I have heard of this man's. Yes. I, his name is really familiar, and I think I heard about the one, like the murder in Kansas. <laughs> the dog wants to be part of the podcast. Okay. Shadow special feature. Those are all of our basic kind of myth suspects. Mm. Okay. Now we're getting into the juicy ones. Now we've got the juicy ones. Exactly. It's your favorite. Oh we're my god, Lawrence. <laughs> I've been waiting. Um, okay, so we got some information to tell you about Lawrence Schlittenbauer. That's not how you say that name, and I feel so I bad. trust it. I trust okay. it. 
So obviously, you know, he had the strange behavior at the crime scene. So, you know, he knew the layout of the homestead. He knew the location of the animal's food. He was comfortable touching the bodies and moving them and seemed very calm and collected through the whole thing. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I feel like if you walked in and saw four of your neighbors murdered in a barn, you'd not be very calm and collected. I'd do a little bit more crying and a little bit more running, I feel like, (laughs) if I had to guess. So you wouldn't be just touching the bodies and like... Hell no. Okay. Hell no. (laughs) Good to know. Um... As your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit important, right there. Yeah. Um, okay. So, more information about Lawrence. This is about the onion. Oh, Over no. Here. The layers? Yes. So, let's do some math, shall we? 1914. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna come to that in a minute. <laughs> the murders happened in 1922. Cazelia <clears throat> Jr. is seven years old. So, if we walk that back... <gasps> Stop her death! Wait. She was born in 1915, and her dad died in 1914. So, there's a chance that uh, Carl got his wife pregnant and then went off to war and died. But, but Yosef, baby Yosef. But baby Yosef was born in 1920. Oh my god. Six years after good old Carl's death. And people just let this woman get away with that? She was just like, "Ah, it's his. No, she did not claim that it was her husband's. Cazelia um, Jr. was recognized as Carl's child. Like, that was all very yeah. cut and dry. That is his child. Um, but baby Yosef. Lawrence. Victoria claimed was Lawrence's child. Stop. They that's, were hanging out. That's a little, that's mm-hmm. a little, mm-hmm. that's a little scandalous. So, he was believed to be the father of baby Yosef. Um. However, also, well, also, well, let's start with this. Lawrence and Victoria were also known for having, quote-unquote, blazing rows, which are just really big, loud fights, like, a lot. Like, they were having fights all the time, like, loud fights. So they were not a happy couple. Um, and also, Lawrence refused to marry Victoria or pay child support because he suspected the baby was not his. Deadbeat potential father? <laughs> oh. I would have done the same thing. Oh. Because get this. She was having hot girl summer. That's all. <laughs> That's all. A few years before, in 1915, Victoria and her father were convicted of incest. <gasps> She's convicted of sleeping with her father. Does does baby Yosef have any like like any <laughs> features that like really 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 sell incest? No, or... that have been reported. Okay, but um, no, no, like particularly like interesting hereditary recessive genes that not not particularly interesting. No, I wouldn't say any of that was noticed. I was like, I thought you were going to pull out a f- photo of baby Yosef and be like, spot the incest. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have any pictures of baby Yosef. Um, so they had been convicted of incest. Andreas spent a year in prison for this. And Cazelia spent a month in prison for this. Or not Cazelia, Victoria. 
get people mixed up now. There's too many names. <laughs> so many, and they're all the same. <laughs> Literally. So Victoria spent a month in jail, and uh, Andrea spent uh, a year in jail. So, don't know what kind of creepy stuff was going on with that. I don't know if that was like a grooming type situation. I feel like there's a power dynamic there. Yeah, definitely. That's... And yeah. if he's abusive... Yeah. So, Lawrence refused to marry Victoria or pay child support because Fair. he claimed the child was not his, even though it was born in 1920, which means that this was five years after they were convicted. He claimed that their <laughs> incestuous relationship was still occurring. He was disgusted by it. And later he accepted paternity and accepted paying child support, but continued to claim that Andreas was the father. So he was just paying child support to be helpful, but he still did not believe he was the father. That's a lot to unpack. Yeah. I, I could see that driving you to do some crazy things. I don't know about mass murder, but some crazy things. Mm-hmm. And there are some accounts that, like, um, Lawrence called Yosef, you know, my boy, and, like, treated him in a fatherly way. But it, you know, probably because the whole town was like, oh, that's your, that's your dad. Yeah. But he does think it was Andreas. Ooh. Yeah. So. That's Nick. And Lawrence was actually going to put forward another complaint of incest, but he didn't because Victoria basically begged him not to because then she would probably go back to jail and so would her dad. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, he seems to have a lot of motive. The baby's not mine. I'm paying child support and you guys are disgusting incestuous people. He seems to have motive, right? Makes sense. But why would he kill his own son? Well, or I guess he son. didn't think it was his son. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, now, he was... Talked to as a suspect, obviously. I feel like he's... <laughs> but he was not convicted, get this, because he had asthma. <laughs> they were like, mm, nah, his <laughs> lungs, they're not going to cut this mass murder. So <laughs> people believed he was physically incapable of beating six people to death. Which I think, I don't know, if you had a lot of rage... Let's get Kareem down here <laughs> and see if, how many people can Kareem beat up until he had to use his inhaler. I feel like I feel like if you're fired up enough and you're going to commit a murder, asthma is not going to stop you. Yeah, that's a lot of rage. That's a yeah. lot of spite. I think I think that can make up for the lack of oxygen very briefly. Yeah, I mean the bodies were all hit many times, um, except apparently Andreas, but. Um, which also, if Andreas had the least amount of wounds, wouldn't you expect that he'd have the most if it was Lawrence and this was, like, out of rage? That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Like, why would he be taking out, like, his anger on, like, some seven-year-old right? more right. than this, like, absolutely nasty guy? Mm-hmm. Okay. The other thing is that he had an alibi. Um... Well, one, he had not been spotted near the property in the days leading up to the murder. And at the time, he was, he had gotten married and had, quote unquote, not been missing from his marital home at the times of the murder. He was getting busy. <laughs> he was getting busy. He was... <laughs> and if he's a newlywed, I don't think he'd have the time to be living in someone's attic for six months. Yeah, that is fair. That is fair. Like the whole courtship process, I feel like it's time consuming. Yeah. Um, the whole marriage process sounds a little time consuming. And also as a farmer himself. Yeah. You don't have time to do two farms. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's a lot. Yeah. Unless he has clones. I don't don't know. I don't know if he has the time or the, like, the free, free Mm -hmm. 
free moments to go live in an attic for that long. I know he's your favorite. He is my favorite. I feel like, I don't know. I, I need to hear more options. All right, it's about to get wild. I'm ready. <laughs> Baby Yosef. <laughs> no. Um, do you remember Victoria's dead husband? Yes, 1914. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Is so he not dead? Carl Gabriel is one of our suspects. Oh, my God. Okay. He was believed to have died in the war in 1914 in France, but there was never a body because he was killed by a bombshell. It's a little rough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, some people believe that he had taken up another soldier's identity to return home and take revenge on the family. Like, for the incest and the neighbor and all that yes so there's the incest with her father baby yosef but also some alleged that carl knew that kazilia jr wasn't even his like the first the first child the timeline is a little sus there because that's like that's that's like he would have not had to have knocked her up like right before he left and he says that she was andreas's daughter and it is said that Carl went to live with his parents several months before going off to war. Ooh. And that is the reason why. Ooh. Because mm-hmm. he found out about the incest. And, yeah. So. It's a little rough, bestie. He was dismissed as a killer because there were witness accounts of his death in 1914 before I saw this man die. <laughs> <laughs> no, and also, like, mind. even if they were like, now nah, let's bring him in for questioning. How are they supposed to yeah. accomplish that? Um, so, <laughs> that brings us to the end of our suspect list. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, Camille, the big question that I have for you is, who done it? I got, I got two strong suspicions. <laughs> okay. First right. one, mm-hmm. this Paul Mueller character. <laughs> I, I really think they need to look into it more. I, I don't know, man. I just, I think he's got, he's got the, the, the history. Mm-hmm. If he's fleeing the United States to go back to Germany to, like, escape this trial, where's a better place to hide than in some random-ass family's attic? <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh, my God, I could just commit the same crime again? Mm-hmm. It's a little suspicious, Bestie. I got it. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they really should have brought him in. I don't know. They couldn't find him. Mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. he was all gone in the wind. They don't even know if he was in Germany. That's mm-hmm. also an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they should have been more more details there. Second, I gotta go with Lawrence. <laughs> he's he's been my my favorite this entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, touching bodies. That's a little sus. <laughs> if okay, if I walked, if, if I texted you and you didn't respond. And then <laughs> I texted you again, and you didn't respond. And I'm like, obviously something is terribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, and I drove down here, and your dead body was in a pile, in a pile of hay. <laughs> I'm not going to go touch you. I'm going to run away, probably screaming and crying, maybe a little bit of vomit. <laughs> and I'm going to call the police. Yeah, yeah that's all right. Um, I'm, I'm not going to start touching you. I'm yeah. not going to start, like, messing with the hay pile. Mm-hmm. I, like, I think someone would, like, jump out and like freddy krueger me from the hay pile mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um because like i'll always be on your side but like maybe not like at that moment got it got it i <laughs> i might i might leave you briefly <laughs> to get more assistance <laughs> so, and like he he seems a little, a little silly goofy but i just don't think he has the time mm-hmm. 
Like he he's getting busy. Yeah. He's he's getting he's that busy. Home. He's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I guess this leads me back to Paul Mueller. I just I just really have a gut feeling about this man. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm ready. Wait, you, it is solved. It is unsolved. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible! I thought I was gonna learn something. <laughs> no. The case remains unsolved to, to this day. Um. So the investigation um, went on for many, 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 many years. They, they were didn't go in the attic for over a year. Didn't yeah. do any fingerprinting. I don't know what these bitches were up to. They were still conducting interviews in 1986. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, At that point, that's like a cold case. Like yeah. that's 60 years after. It is. Yeah. Um, and then it was closed shortly after. Um, and so a lot of the people that I was telling you about, the suspects, were interviewed years after the murder. Oh. Um, well, I feel like your memory would be so spotty. Mm-hmm. So, or some of them were dead. Mm. Like Adolf. He died in, like, 1944, I think. So, they couldn't arrest him. Yeah. So, all of these interviews were happening all over the place in time, and, you know. These a lot police of officers dead. wilded. Yeah. And now, all of the suspects are dead that there ever were. So. That's so fun. Um. Yeah, however, in 2007, the cold case was reopened. What? And using modern-day forensics, this group of people from, I believe, the university narrowed down their conclusions with modern forensics and common sense, apparently, and they have determined they were able to eliminate all but one suspect, and they believe that they know it, who it is. However, they will not reveal the identity of the killer. Stop those bitches. To protect their uh, family from finding out that they had a murderer in their family. I would want to know so badly. Me too. I Like, if I found out, like, my grandfather had been, like, a mass murderer, I want to know. Mm-hmm. I, like, oh my god. But yeah, um... So it is known by some. Who do I have to bribe but to get this information? What university is this? I'll go there. <laughs> Germany, so. Oh my god. I'm going to start practicing my German right now. <laughs> yeah, so we will never know. And that is the case of the Hinterkaifeck murders. <laughs> um, I'm in shock. I. Yeah. I mean, I know where I'm going. I'm getting on a plane right now, actually, to Germany. <laughs> it's funny. It's a, it's a solved case. They just won't tell us. Yeah. Oh my god. So, I've got some questions to leave you with. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like these are important questions we have to ask ourselves out of this case. Well, first of all, (laughs) who did it? And why? Was it incest? Was it anger over other things? Was it revenge? And then why kill everyone? Why kill the new maid? And Mm. baby Yosef? Like, why not just kill who you're angry with? Yeah, a two-year-old? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not mm-hmm. a witness. A two-year-old, I don't yeah. think they can speak. Actually, I'm not sure about that. But um, it wouldn't have been a reliable witness regardless. Right, right. Also, how were they lured to the barn? Because... I feel like that's some BTK shit. I don't know. Because the one report that the daughter reported her dad said that he had startled the cattle and that had woken mm. up the farmer would come in. However, apparently there was some testing done and someone, like, screamed in the barn and you couldn't hear it from the house. So... Like, they wouldn't have been able to hear the cow. Makes sense. So how did he get him in there? 
one by one? And then why stay afterwards? And why stay for six months in the first place? Yeah. And how was one person, allegedly, able to kill all six people? Or was it a group of two or a group of three? And then, well, who was Yosef's father? (laughs) Literally. They never know. Literally. And then why did the neighbors destroy the house so quickly? Oh my god, no. That makes so much sense. I would have burned it down, too. I would have burned it down, too. I would be curious. What else is in that house? That was my very first reaction. (laughs) My gut instinct when you told me how creepy the house was, I was like, burn it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, those are the questions that I leave you with. Wow. Um, I really hate it. Thank you for sharing with this, though. (laughs) I I really hate it. (laughs) I'm going to, like, be patting my ceiling before I go to bed tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure there's no tiles missing. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awful. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed that as much as you did. (laughs) Leave a comment down below. Who who do you think did it? Who do you think Baby Yosa's father was? And why would you have also burnt down the house? (laughs) And we will see you again at a nondescript time for the next case. (laughs) Bye.